Welcome to H&B Conversations on this very cold winter morning somewhere in the United States of America in order to have conversations with Cosmo and Rivka. Yes, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, it yeah. is cold and it is rainy. Yes, which is delightful. Unless you have creaky bones, <laughs> then it's not delightful. Yeah, Riv, just last night she... Uh, I did nothing. I did absolutely nothing. I bent down to pick up a card. I was playing Clue with my kids, and I dropped a card on the floor because I'm the worst Clue player ever. Well, you don't play it enough. Thanks, but I'm the worst. I mean, yeah, <laughs> thanks for that. I'm the worst Clue player ever. And so, um, I mean, because I think someone who's never played it before and knows the rules could have played better than I did. The mm. problem is I didn't know how to play, and I was just like, in it to play right so that's what i what i meant by i was actually trying to compliment you see because it's not that you're the worst clue player ever you're just inexperienced at playing it and therefore you might be an excellent clue oh. player okay anyways and while that was happening i dropped a card on the floor and i leaned down i kept one arm on the table and leaned all the way down under the table to pick up and I was like stretching and picking up by the time I got back up to play the game I was like huh my shoulder feels weird and as the night progressed my shoulder hurts tremendously yeah I think she pinched a nerve or something like that yeah or broke it I don't know so anyway well welcome everybody and uh Rivka's gonna um uh I'm us... going to say where is the bathroom but I'm going to say it in Greek. Okay. Okay, because I don't think we've done Greek yet. Right. So there are lots of ways to say where is the bathroom. Everything that I've looked up how to say where is the bathroom is not how I learned how to say where is the bathroom. Can you can you please just say how – you can say what they say you're supposed to say. But as a Greek speaker who's who – I'm not grew a professional up, Greek speaker. You, you are a professional Greek speaker. You've no, been I'm just a child. You've been speaking it since as long as you can remember. Your mother spoke it to you as a baby. Yeah. And so you grew up speaking the whatever the dialect is from your area of Greece. How would you say, where's the bathroom there? I would say, and it could be how children say it. I don't know. But I would say, buine to kabine. Okay. So maybe you go, where's the potty? Yeah. That's right. That's what it could, that's what it absolutely could <laughs> be. Which is why I wasn't like totally on board with telling everybody it's how okay. I say, where is the bathroom? Say it again. Buine to kabine. So that way, if you go to Greece and you say, Puino Takabina. No, that's not how I said it. It's not, Puine Takabina. That's not how I said it. I All said, right. Puine. Puine. Tokabine. Tokabine. That sounds very not babyish. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So and she just I'm said that with authority. Did you, did you hear that? Say it again. Puine. Puine. Tokabine. Tokabine. There you go. You got it right that time. There we go. How okay. But according to Google, who is, of course, all wise and all knowing. And not Greek. And not Greek. But I think there are bigger Greek speakers that are contributing to Google. I am not one of them. No one's knocking on my door asking me to help out with Google. Anyways, it is um, now I got to it's it's hard for me to say. I don't know why, but it's puine y toaleta. Yeah, that sounds like toilet. Right, yeah. Um, buine y toaleta. All right. But they so say it super, go. super fast. So then I have, I have uh, like I wanted to say something because I found some really interesting information. Mm. So I wanted to, to, to mention this. Okay, so it says, In the first millennium BC, ancient Greeks of the classical period, and especially the succeeding Hellenistic period, developed large-scale public latrines. Basically, large rooms with bench seats connected to drainage systems and put toilets into ordinary middle-class houses. And then, when they weren't busy writing epic poetry, because you know, every Greek is an epic poet writer, ancient, Greece, ancient Greeks washed daily with wash basins, foot baths, and even small bathtubs. Large baths, um, which were sometimes communal, were used as long ago as 2000 BC, especially in palaces, estates, estates, and larger homes. Wow. So 
you know, when like the English just a few hundred years ago or the French were like, we don't bathe. Why would we bathe? You you know, Greeks, we were nice and clean and sticking up our nose at the world going, my goodness, you stink people. But anyways, so you're welcome the world well, I think, for plumbing and bathing. Yes. We just knew long before you should bathe, okay? You right. stink. I think I think the Greeks get their um I think people acknowledge that they the Greeks have laid a foundation of civilization. Yes, I do. I think that's really important to acknowledge, especially this time of year when Hanukkah is upon <laughs> us. And the Greek can often be displayed and presented as the bad guy. I'll tell a tale, tale, yeah. Tale, tale. And I, I, every year we go through this, and it's not just like you know, like, like. I mean, it's when it's, the Greeks try it's to. It's the sale, Greeks sale, sale, sale. were doing this, and the Greeks, and I'm just, I'm always like the the one Greek person in the room, and I'm proud to be Greek, but I always feel like, okay, fine, I'm sorry again. Yeah, I wonder if that's how Egyptians feel at Passover. You know what? I think they probably do. I think like they Egyptian probably do. Like Egyptian believers or whatever. Yeah. You know, they're like, you know. You have my sympathy. <laughs> you have my sympathies. Yes. Feels a, yeah. Yes. All right. Well. All right. Do we have a spinner wheel question, Antonio? Uh, let me spin. All right. I'd love for him to one time get up and just start spinning in a circle. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so fun to watch. Pirouette. Question is, what is your favorite useless fact? Wait, yeah. What is my favorite useless fact? What is your favorite useless fact? Hmm. <laughs> I'll let you take this one, Cosmo. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I have, I don't know. I that's a that's such a broad question, because I mean, for instance, I, mean, I could talk about anything. I right? can talk about sports, which is all useless. It's just pure entertainment. There's nothing. I don't there. know that everybody would agree that sports are useless. No, but I, in terms of professional sport, it's entertainment. I mean, I could talk about all the statistics. I could talk about Dan Marino. Being the I great... don't think that's useless, though. Okay. I don't know. Well, no, it's not useless in this regard, right? Mm-hmm. Like the other day, um, I mean, whenever I wear my Miami Dolphins uh, garb, which is often, mm-hmm. uh, when I'm in stores, uh, almost, I mean, people will stop me and talk to me about the dolphins. And, um, in fact, it was so cute the night before Thanksgiving, um, Cassie and Ike and I had to go to, or Cassie and e, she doesn't want other people calling her Cassie and Ike. Cassie and, e and I had to go to a, um, uh, go to the store to pick up some things. And this little boy, <laughs> this little boy, he's like, hey, he was nine years old, mm-hmm. was in a Miami Dolphins shirt, and I didn't see him. And he walked by, and he saw me, and he was, and so he actually came up to me, and was like, "Did you?" He goes, "Did you see the game? Did you see that the game that they had against the Raiders?" Mm-hmm. And I, which was just like a couple <clears> of days <throat> earlier, which, but he said it in a way that made it sound like a long time ago. And I, he was so cute, and I was like, "Yeah, I did see it." You know, and we. Had You're a, like, why didn't any of my none sons? Of my- None of my sons even give a rip about football. <laughs> they, 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 they'll, they'll endure it for me. They enjoy the Super Bowl, you know. But that's not that's a casual. They're just not interested. Yeah, it's not the thing. But anyway, but this little nine-year-old kid, it was so cute, and uh, so we talked football. And I had that kind of thing happen all the time. So that you're right in that regard that it's a it's a well. I think we need to icebreaker. I think but, we need to decide what is a useless fact. Is a useless fact something that is like like nobody cares about? Well, no, I don't think. I think the whole idea, you know, it's like trivia. It's just it's trivia is tri- not full of useless facts. Well, the reason we call it trivia, yes, right. The word trivial means unimportant. It, trivial means it's insignificant. So you mean to tell me <laughs> that all of those question questions about Disney are unimportant? I don't think they're unimportant. Well, I mean, well the historical portions, per, for instance. Yeah, that's so not, that's not trivial. But it's still called trivia. Right, because that's a game. But what I'm talking about is like what what consists or what's the word I'm looking for? What, what defines what a useless What defines fact? a useless fact? Something that nobody would use? Well, I, to the degree I mean, you, I, what I you just, reduce it to nobody, mm-hmm. then there will be no fact that's 
that's truly useless. So because some people let's that try and find one. Let's that, try and find because, one. Hold on, because for some people, if their job is in that arena that this is useful information for them to have. But for people at large, you know, like okay, so for instance, for instance, I'm helping the girls with math the other day. Useless that, facts. Listen, completely. I love math. I love math. I always have enjoyed math. But there are things that my daughters are having to do in the higher forms, like or Cassini's having to do in the higher forms of algebra that I look at and I go, and I jokingly said, well, I have to use this every day because, I mean, I haven't had to mess with some of that stuff since I was in school, mm-hmm. you know. But so for me, those are know, useless it's facts. useless. Now, geometry is not useless for me, right, because I can use it when I'm building something or putting mm-hmm. it I think everybody should learn geometry right, and the just measurement, ditch how algebra. how deal with angles and, you know, when I'm yeah. cutting things to put up. I think uh, chemistry is good. I think geometry is good. I'm not quite sure unless – you're going to be a scientist, right? Because that's is that what you use algebra for? What do no, you what do you use algebra well, for? Well, basic algebra you use basic algebra you use for everything. Oh, for everything. Every basic algebra is a reason no, is reasoning. Oh, it's yeah. it's helping okay. you find <laughs> the myths. Like I have. This. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with the fact that math isn't essential. I can't do math, so I'm just always figuring things out in other ways. Right. And I wish so, so much so I could do the, math. The whole idea around algebra, or, or when you're finding working with certain equations and you're trying to find the the value of variables, is it, it really does equate into a reasoning in real life where you go, okay, I have this number, I have this, I have this fact, this fact, this fact, but I'm missing this. And when I look at all that together, how can I figure out based on everything else? I know a useless fact. Okay. This is a useless fact. Huh. I mean, people might find it enjoyable like, huh, but it is a useless fact. That's the definition. But it is a fact nonetheless. Okay. When I talk, if you're looking at me from the side view of my face, the tip of my nose bounces up and down. That's a fact. Anybody can watch. What? When I talk and you're looking at the side of my face, the tip of my nose bounces up and down. That's a useless Is fact. Is that what's happening to my nose? No. Because I just, it wasn't happening to your nose just now. You turned your yeah. face. When I talk, Wait, the are tip you of looking, my nose. Are you looking at the tip of your nose? See, look. How could I look at the tip of my correct. nose? Is I'm there looking, a mirror in here? No, correct. So I'm looking right. at the tip of your nose and right. and fact. People have it's told not me bouncing. this. They People lied. have told me they lied to me. Well, maybe it did then. It doesn't anymore. It didn't today. It didn't well, that's how now. useless it was. <laughs> wasn't even wasn't even accurate. I don't think I don't think that that's kind of what So the that's not a was. fact. That's not a fact because it's not a fact because it's not true. All right, come up with something else, Riv. Come on. <laughs> come up with something else. Let's see. Um, useless facts. Golly, um, there are so many crossword things. puzzles are filled with useless facts, you know. Um, like, but you I, have to know them, right? Because yeah, you have to be able to answer them. Right, right, right. So they're not useless for people who write crossword puzzles. Yeah, I guess there are people that really enjoy doing crossword puzzles. Yeah, I do the mini. I do the New York Times mini every day. You do? I do. That's a useless fact. Yeah. <laughs> We actually, there you go. We actually compete. You know? Yeah, I do. I do it every he does, day. You guys compete? Does, we compete. Yeah. The, how fast you can do it. Yeah, it, so does it actually keeps track of how fast Wait, you Wait, is that Wordle? No, Wordle's different. It's a different it, but New it's York all Times within. Thing. It's a different New York Times thing. I don't do that. But if you look at the New York Times major oh, crossword, good. oh, it's so it's full of so much nothing. You'll learn, though. They're fun. That you learn. Yeah, I mean, I'm they're just fun. like, how? Yeah. So it couldn't be useless nothing if you're learning. Correct, but you're learn. But lots of stuff that we learn, someone would say, is a useless fact. But nothing's useless to everyone. I it's useful find to that someone. Thing. I want to find that thing that would be useless to everyone. Girl, I want to find that thing. I'm. Tr- I think a useless fact to everybody would have to be a useless fact about yourself. Right. It would be something about you that has no value to anybody, not even yourself. Yeah. You know, I mean, when I think of the, on, on a spiritual level, when I think of useless facts, and they're not necessarily useless, but there's this, there's this stuff where, where, you know, these passages where Paul tells Timothy, watch out for the people who want to get bogged down in talking about all of this stuff. They want to talk about, you know, 
the you know genealogies and this and that to the degree and they're missing the point of walking out the practicality of love and faithfulness they get kind of bogged down in the minutiae of and and to me that it's not that those things are necessarily useless facts but they're distracting facts people get off on well i think that yes tangents absolutely this whole thing is a tangent this whole thing (laughs) we're just all a tangent we're just filling air Um, and wasting useless facts like no who's like who i'm not going to greece why do i care about how do you go to the bathroom um, well, not, not how not. do you go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's asking. <laughs> not how do you go to the bathroom, where are you, or no, but never see, mind, for instance, never someone, mind. There are, there are someone who could say, for instance, they say, <laughs> hey, you know, the thing that you told us about the Greeks inventing, you know, public, uh, yes. you know, ba- baths and all this, that that's a useless fact, but it's not a useless fact. That's absolute, that's history. That's not a useless fact. Right, history. That's essential to civilization. Right, because if we don't learn from history, we're bound to... Repeat it. Or not repeat what needs to be repeated and right. repeat what shouldn't be repeated. I mean, can you imagine, like, if we lost, because we're so online, right? Mm-hmm. If we lost all the ability for computers and just everything, and if everything just turned off, Right. Okay. Which is why I still have so many of my books that explain so many things. But if you had like none of that information, we would basically be starting over and not only not knowing how to do so many things, but you, you go forward one or two generations and they've forgotten and they don't know how to do anything. It's like we, we, we jump back 2000 years. Well, we're right. We're building on, so something that someone didn't understand or didn't know how to do was finally discovered, mm-hmm. finally invented or something like that. And then people began to start from that. They didn't have to understand it. They just started from there and began to build on that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if you take out the foundation. Useless fact. Huh. I got one. I mean, it's a fact, but I don't think it matters. I was just talking about this with Mandy, and I was just we were just talking about the fact that around – in the 1930s and 40s, half of America still didn't have electricity. Isn't that crazy? But it's a useless fact. Like, it doesn't matter today, other than it's like a historical thing. It doesn't actually matter anymore because that was then, and it and it was just a fact then, but it's pretty useless yeah, now. But it's, but useless. it's that was, um, I mean, because it triggered my mind because of what you were saying about what we build on mm-hmm. and how such a short time ago we really didn't have a lot. Right. Um, and I mean, well, gosh, I guess it's almost 100 years ago now. Yeah, but, but I'm, I mean, again, I would say that in large part, understanding history and understanding even the uh, how much things have changed in such a relatively short, short period, period of time. time. Um, you know, peop- centuries would go by with very little change, very little change in, you know, what a useless fact would, could be say, talking about... Um, the styles clothing styles yeah that's all baloney i mean what that and uh, it's interesting it's but, interesting i love fashion in that regard it's fashion but it's, it's not it's superfluous it, it, yeah. it doesn't really so matter. i guess the, the question would be are there any true useless facts right and i don't know that there are any true it useless just depends facts. on the person because if if fashion is your job then understanding the trends and the history of fashion is not useless, and you're serving a purpose, mm-hmm. and so it's not useless to you. So, what if it's a useless fact like this is how I, in particularly, like my coffee? But see, that's but that's a useless fact only, to everybody. But it's not a useless fact. Not useless it's not you. useless because it. The more I would understand the useless things, <laughs> it would be useful for mm. me mm. right yes. and and so understand it's it's all relative what's usefulness and uselessness is relative to the impact that of our understanding of how what it can have i'm on our always lives. so impressed how we can take something so small like and and just we can just talk about it and just talk about it like i'm impressed this is <laughs> it was a very small question well but but i mean philosophically speaking the whole question it does it does bring us back to the question of what is useless and there are things that are useless to me mm. that are not useless to you so much yeah 
and and vice versa. You know, stuff about dancing is useless to me. It's not useless to my daughter. I think it could be a little more useful to you. <laughs> I think you could try just a little bit, but okay. And and all of the sports facts that I I, mm-hmm. If I begin, if I begin talking to you, yes, and about sports, mm-hmm. you will try, mm-hmm. but you will glaze over. Do you know why I'll glaze over? Because why? Because I don't understand numbers. Okay. No, because seriously, because if you start to understand something, then you can develop a, develop an appreciation for it, and you can then, when you're watching the game, you can see mm. what's going on, and so you then begin to understand and like it. But for yeah. me, because I, I, one of my learning disabilities is I cannot do numbers right. for whatever reason. So I cannot, like you're talking to me about something and it has to do with numbers and statistics and all of that. And all I hear, it's like I'm in a Peanuts episode in the classroom and I hear it, wah, 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 right. wah, you know? Oh no, I get it. I get it. I, I have... There are a lot of things I struggle to file away, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's like information hitting me, and I don't have file folders for it mentally. Like, I get it, but I'm like, how do I? I don't have a categorization place to, to put So it. you have learning disabilities. I do. I do. Yes, we should label, like, what, what kind of a learning disability would that be? What? Because I think that would benefit so many people. Yeah. If you could label that learning disability, and then... Be like, I'm sorry, I was unable to to uh, remember this fact. I was unable to remember our anniversary. Honestly, I can't remember anniversaries and birth dates and all of that because I have numbers. Th- that number. Dates thing. are... So maybe that's what happens like to guys I, who don't I remember, remember things. I remember dates super well, Yeah, generally speaking. But what I struggle with, like, okay, so for instance, so Rivka will talk about, like, she can walk into a house that's dilapidated and and she can like and she can go in and she can visualize I see it all in my head. Right? She can that's what visualize means. She can Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt like I'm just saying I'm a, I yeah. I'm complimenting yeah. you. I'm actually agreeing with you. I'm telling you I that yes, I can see it all in I my just head. Felt like you just echoed me with the synonym, you know. Anyway, she can she can visualize. You're welcome. She can see it all in her head what the room should look like. And so she'll have idea, okay, here's what we're going to do. And she'll say it and she'll say it very fast. For me it's fast. Because as she's speaking For other people it's just the simple English language. But yes. But I have to mentally try to place what you're saying. Because you can't visualize. Because I can't visualize the mm-hmm. way you do. No, I don't. And so I'm very concrete. So I'm like, no, there's a wall there. Can't move that I wall. I agree with that. You're very concrete. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hard-headed. And, and, uh, and so the, in Italian, the capodost is, is a hard head. And, um, and so, so that's where you... You can, you'll talk about things like you'll, and then you can, and you'll go, and then like maybe a couple days later, you'll, you'll say, no, actually, here's what we want to do. We, and you'll change it. And I'm, and I'm all mixed in my mind. I'm like, okay, wait. And I can't keep track like of, because I haven't fully visualized it and I'll lose those. I mean, it's, it's happened many times. Mm. And, uh, and so it's my well own. we have our giftings yeah we do yeah so <clears throat> okay so anyway. well i think we've i i guess that uh you know it lasted way longer than no I such thing as an actual useless fact i think, I that's, think that's the, the fact the, that we've come up with what's useless to one is not necessarily useless to another mm. it's all relative mm. okay so next question is another man's treasure is basically what you're saying in one yeah, yeah. to some degree yeah oh yeah that's very there you go there you go. Yeah. All right. Next oh, question. Right. Here, I'll spin. And spin, spin, spin. <laughs> All right. If you had your own talk show, who would be your first guest? We do have our own talk show. <laughs> <laughs> I keep wanting now, to have guests on. If you had a talk show. A talk show. So basically, a talk show is when you have guests on. We would on. have guests. Yeah, I would love to have guests on. Yeah. I think it would be so fun. If you could pick any guest. If I could pick any guest, do they have to be alive? I uh, know. Yeah, I think so. I think. No, it's just who. So like. I would think to have a talk. Sh- I mean, I think it's in the hypothetical. Like the guest, if you could have anybody on, who would it be? 
Yeah, but once you open up to all of history, Jesus, I mean. Okay, you can you can limit yourself there, sure. Go for I it. I mean, it's so, but if I could have any guess. The first it. person I think is Socrates, but I think if he were here, he'd just be the angry. The first person all you over. think of is Socrates? She's yeah. all Greek focused right now. <laughs> no, for real. He was. Like, I asked why you went Socrates. That, that was your. Well, yeah, but I think if he were here, he'd be very disappointed in the future. But anyways, yeah. so, and I, I don't think we need to. Keanu Reeves calls him Socrates. <laughs> what? In Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, oh. that's not Keanu Reeves. That's Bill. Yeah, I know. Or Ted, whichever one he is. Socrates. Ah, uh, Socrates. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um, so who would you. Flashback. Who would you have as a guest? They have to. Now, when you have a guest on a show, they have to be like a good guest. So they have to be able to engage, but not take over game yeah be a good sport um enjoy themselves laugh a lot you know you've seen talk shows yeah the worst guests are when they just answer your questions with like one or two word answers and then there's just this you know cricket silence and you're I like think of okay. when I, was, I remember i remember actually going on dates when i was young and trying well, to st- I'm glad it was when you were young. Of course, when I was yeah, because we were <laughs> yeah. young, we got married. Trying yeah. to start conversation, and and I so I'd ask some sort of leading question, and I'd or I thought it was a leading question, and I'd get like a yes, no. Yeah, I've never been on a date like that. I've been on dates where there's like other really worse stuff that um, happened. Like I, I went on this. This is now this is a tangent, but I went on this date with this one guy. And he was, I was seriously just bored and I had nothing to do and I was tired of being home all the time. And he was a decent looking guy and he asked me to go out. So we were going out a few times here and there, everything like that was fine. But he kept, he kept like, um, he'd be like, hey, can you spot me for this? Or hey, can you spot me for that? And I was like, ah, okay. Well, one time he tells me, I want to take you out to a really, really nice dinner. And I'm like, okay, all right. You know, that's. That's that's a no. He did not just take me to Arby's, um, and we went to this really nice restaurant. Which restaurant? I do not know the name of it. Nothing. I do not remember. But we sat down. Could it have been Arby's? No. No, it could not have been Arby's. You but, don't know though. Is this your talk show? <laughs> anyway, it wouldn't be Antonio. It would not be Antonio. <laughs> um, so anyway, so we went out and we sat there for dinner, and he says to me, "We're we were seated." And he says to me, oh, man, he's like, hey, I totally forgot my wallet. He's like, can you spot me for dinner? And I know that at this point, like, he's hardly paid me back any of the money, right? And I'm like, "Um, okay. And so we're sitting there, and we open our menus, and we're looking at this. And he says to me, hey, order anything you want. It's all on me. (laughs) I remember thinking to myself, no, it's actually all on me. So I'm going to get whatever I want. I'm paying for it. Right. No, but, I, yeah. So no, I remember conversationalists that were not conversationalists. So I, obviously you want someone that can hold a conversation because for instance, like in the sports world, I, you know, if I, cause to me, if I talk show, what kind of show is it? Is it a, is it a just talking about like a variety show? So say I had a sports guest on where there are some sports figures that I really admire the way they play. But when I've heard them give interviews, I'm like, I wouldn't have them on the show. So I like someone who can hold a conversation, who mm. can be entertaining. Um, you know, like like I listen, sometimes I'll listen to a sports I think show. you would be a good guest, but I don't think you'd be a good host. Because I think you're better at answering questions than asking them. And I think I ask a lot of questions. I agree with that entirely. Yeah, I, I, you know, you watch Jimmy Fallon. He's an excellent host, right? Because mm-hmm. whoever he's talking to, mm-hmm. he's full. Like he asks, he's interested in them mm-hmm. and asking questions about what they're doing. So I listen to, I like, I listen to this Rich Eisen. He's a sports guy, and uh, he has all kinds of guests on there. And uh, and and so like when he had Josh Gad on his sports show, mm-hmm. which by the way, Josh Gad who plays Olaf on uh, Frozen Two turns out is a huge on frozen and frozen too i don't know why i said frozen too he's a huge miami dolphins fan that really yeah that is a useless fact so he's one of your people. people he is one of my people he's a jewish kid from south florida that is a huge miami dolphins fan and 
Um, but I'm not from South Florida. I'm from Central Florida. But well, anyway, what are you gonna do? Useless fact. Mm. Um, who would I have? You could have just said Florida. <laughs> oh yeah. no, 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 no. You no. could say just Florida. Not, so for the rest of the country, you could have, but for the for the state of Florida, Florida yeah. Florida, if you're talking to like someone from Arkansas, yeah, like they don't care. Or 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 if he's talking to me, <laughs> yeah, because he is talking to me, and I don't care. That's a useless fact <laughs> exactly. for me. Florida in general works. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you may continue. Um. I don't know. I'm trying to think because to me it just depends on, you know, what area. There are actors that I'd love to talk to, sports figures I'd love to talk to, ministers I'd love to talk to. Someone who's someone that's old that's about to die that I'd love to hear their thoughts. Um, you know, that would be the question. Someone who could give us insight. Uh, I would say Henry Kissinger, but <laughs> he died this week, so. That was terrible. I'm not joking about that, but he lived a hundred to be a hundred, so I think. Yeah, I think he lived okay. Yeah, he did. All right. Yeah. Um. Uh. Hmm. I hear that do 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 in my head. Yeah. I know. I already know who I would pick. Well, then, if maybe if you say something, I can launch off of that because I. Okay, but you can't copy decisive. me. You can't copy me. I won't be. I won't copy. Okay, no copying. <laughs> I would want to talk to my great grandfather. Um, there's so much about his life that really fascinates me, and there's so much about him we don't know, mm. because um, like the the courthouse that had like family history and stuff in it, who was born where, what, burnt down, and he lived. You know, he was born in 18 something, and he died, I think, in the 80s. Um, and I think that he would be someone that I would love to really um, hear his mind because he was this really, he was one person before he got saved and like getting saved completely changed his temperament, his personality, like everything and the trajectory mm. of his life. And so I would just be, um, you know, he's, he's like one of the original like Pentecost people. Right. And so I would be really fascinated to like just sit and just ask him so many questions about um, n not just about like his faith and why and where and when, but also his family history. And, mm. you know, he's from Quebec, Canada. His first language was French. And um, I don't know. I just think it would be really fascinating to, to talk to him. So we're not limiting this to people who are currently alive. Mm, I didn't think so. Hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't have to go back thousands like, like, of years. So, for instance, like, like don't pick a Spartan. I yeah. think that you could like, just get instance, yourself in a now, mess of the trouble. The person that comes to my mind that just actually just recently passed away in the last year is sort of one of, is one of my um, heroes, um, and that would be Jack Hayford. Hmm. Um, he's someone that the, and the reason I think the reason I'd love first of all to just interview him I, I mean I've I've I love to hear him preach but um, there's an there's there's an authenticity when he when he talks when he shares he doesn't give pat religious answers he's got this real theological depth of understanding but he balances his that with kind of the real human experience um, the, that marries the two things together so that when he talks, it's, there's a relatable nature to it. I mean, I mean, I remember driving in the car when I was 17 and I turn on like the Christian radio station. And if there was someone preaching on it, I wouldn't normally listen, except I'd listen to him. Um, I would listen to him. He wasn't screaming at me. Uh, and there was a depth, I mean, there was just a depth of understanding, but it wasn't just rote intellectual knowledge. And so for me to ask him questions, um, you know, mm. I, I would, you know, that's someone that I would have. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. mean that, uh, you know, whether or not, you know, the question of who, who my audience is, who would tune in, um, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, I would love to, but you're not, we're not doing this for the sake of the audience. We're right. doing this for like, who would you have right. on? Cause well, I, I, I don't know that anybody cares about my great grandfather, Right. but I do. So, well, I just, I, I, I would love to, yeah, I mean, I, one of the things 
one of the things I learned um, <clears throat> that I experienced when you and I first got married, uh, we we had been married less than a year, and we went on a we went on a trip uh, where we drove and we drove to Connecticut, and we <clears throat> so and Rivko met my grandmother for the first time and met family members. And uh, on that trip, actually, not just they were talking to my grandma, but then later we were in Amish country oh, yeah. in Ohio. And uh, the, some friends of mine that I've known, Mennonite friends that I've known since I was six years old when they lived in Sarasota, um, they, uh, on that trip, I learned more about them, uh, my own grandmother, Things that I had not learned my whole life because Rivka's the talk show host that asked all these well, really I'm... good questions, and I had never stopped. You, my my immediate family, uh, if my sister's listening, she could confirm this. The four of us were not question askers; we were interrupters. We mm. all just kind of spoke yeah. over each other and talked. And well, I'm actually were... interested, and this isn't anything about anybody else. This is just a, a me thing. I'm very interested in in understanding so where when someone begins to talk it actually leads me to other questions mm -hmm. not everybody likes to be asked questions people can feel like it's invasive or they can feel judged right. by questions right. and that's not ever ever my intent my intent is to understand wow like why did you do that or why did you make those choices mm -hmm. and and how did you feel about that or you know, where did you come from? I mean, it turned out your friends that you'd known since you were six years old. I mean, he came, he, he I don't was, think. He was from an, I, I he was Amish. As, as, I always knew him as a Mennonite, right? And, and I mean, and. Turns they, out, but he wasn't a Mennonite. He, he grew up in like, a strict, strict Amish, Amish right? Got, which I find, like, I was like, oh my gosh. So that led to like a whole bunch of more questions. He got ostracized. Yeah. Because he, his parents found him listening to a radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they shunned him. I was there too. You asked the question. Yes. Yes. And so anyways, those things I... <laughs> I'm sharing it <laughs> with them. Oh, okay. So um, so I found I find those kinds of things fascinating. I find, uh, I find just the way people are. I love history. I, I love those things. So those are one of the reasons. And talking to your grandmother, I mean, she's someone who... I mean, she literally came across from Italy on the boat through right. Ellis Island. So, so that's like... That's incredible to right. me. So being able to sit down with someone like that, it's like sitting down with, with living history. Right, to go right? back. So I think, yeah, one of the things I would love to do is I would love to go back and uh, ask more questions mm -hmm. of the people. So for instance, you asked my grandma, mm -hmm. uh, so grandma, tell me how you got saved, right? I didn't ask her how she got saved. I just knew she always was. Mm -hmm. so, you know what I mean? She was just, she was a pillar in my life um that i couldn't imagine her having ever been anything but saved mm -hmm. even though i knew otherwise um and so you asking that question opened up a whole other yeah that's how you learn the story then that's how i learned that story that's actually, how you learn that story you're about welcome. my great-grandfather and yeah it was uh where was would fast. you be without me i would be blind <laughs> er and uh and so yeah no there's there's a. Uh, um yeah, so so I, I yeah i think honestly I, just anybody that's gonna be that has that but i think honestly i think if you sat down with like willie mays or you know um joe girardi yeah. i think these are people that you would have so many questions for yeah like and, like i I, I actually just I just watched a documentary on Prime on uh, about one of my favorite running backs Barry Sanders. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, and it's a great documentary, and it's hard mm -hmm. to even describe. I've tried to describe to my kids, like he's not a Miami Dolphin, but how what an incredible like to watch him run was like, and and this vi this video, but like asking him questions would be it was pretty cool hearing this documentary, hearing his his perspective on things and. Um, yeah, yeah. So there, there are, um, yeah. I, I think, yeah. I, I would love to have conversations. I'd love to hear the. That's why we read sometimes biographies, right? I mean, we read the biographies so we can hear I the stories. I watch the biographies. <laughs> I like the pictures. <laughs> I do. Sorry. I like the video clips and everything. I mean, I do read them as well. But that's yeah. a lot of books to have, and I could watch documentary after documentary sure. after documentary. I watch documentaries about everything. Right now, I'm watching food documentaries. There's a fabulous. It's it, they're not long, but it's a fabulous um, 
Uh, it's called Cooking with History, I think it's called uh-huh. on YouTube. Yeah. And he does, he cooks the food and tastes the food while he tells you the history of the food, right. which I think is really cool and fascinating. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but right. anyways, there we are. All right. I think, I think uh, that is. How long have we been on? Oh, that's not that long. We could do one more question. That All way right. we get to an hour. So All right. we need one more question. I'll spin. Hopefully the spinner doesn't pick something that's like too complicated. I mean, none if of these does, were we complicated. Just... We make everything complicated. <laughs> Don't we, though? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> what is a funny story your family tells about you that you'd like to share? Oh, a funny story about me. I think most of my stories have kind of been told. Um, A funny story about me. I can think of one about my brothers. Um, I don't know. I don't know that there are a whole bunch of funny stories from when I was little. There are stories that they told about me, like, that they were like, oh, you could tell Rivka was protective from a very early age for this reason or that reason. There's a lot of stories that talk about no, I don't. I don't. I don't know that I was that anyone thought. Oh, I got one. I just got it. Hmm. You tell it. You what? What about you? I don't. I, mean, I just don't know. Oh, because um, we've mean, told I, a lot the, of them. The as stories, well. you know, that I. Of course, I always think of stories that my mom would tell. Um, you know, little things from when I was little. Like yeah. You like, know, like when I I. Uh, uh, you know, I, and I remember this. I remember we were in. We lived in Connecticut and. I was playing, we, we lived in a condominium uh, complex and it was sort of shaped like a U and it was on a hill. And so I was down in, in the middle of the U, kind of guarded in the U um, and playing on the hill and playing with my friends. And I'm three years old. And apparently uh, I was having so much fun that I did not want to come in and use the rath- bathroom. I just, I still just can't believe that a three-year-old was out there playing unsupervised with the friends. Yeah. I just, you know. Well, just, it was the seventies. It was the seventies. Um, that's amazing. And to so me. I go inside, and my um, and my mom, uh, you know, I had had a quote unquote accident, but I was old enough to not be having accidents, and so I was in trouble. But she just wanted to threaten me, and she said to me, "She goes, you see that paddle on that wall there?" And uh, I looked at it, and she goes, "Well, if you, if next time you do this." that paddle is going to fly. And I remember thinking that doesn't make any sense, but thinking I should say, like there was something I wanted to say, but I think I was bright enough to know I needed to get out of reach of my mother. So I run to the top of the stairs and I turn around and I went, mom, mommy. And she went, what? And I went, ha, paddles don't fly. And she goes, well, that one's going to like, and, and of course, there was it didn't fly. So from a very early age, you had quite the smart mouth. Oh yeah, that was my, that was, the I got into That's a like lot Antonio. of trouble Not all trying to bring the way. You into like, the sun, but I got like that was what I got in trouble for was was always having to have some little smart aleck remark, thinking I was funny, um, you know. Yeah. All the way through, I got paddled a lot in in school. Because of not because of grades, but because of your mouth, my mouth, like because I would just talk back and and it didn't make like, you know, I remember having this experience where adults would, you know, they would like I I, I would genuinely get confused sometimes because they would say, like, uh, answer me when I'm talking to you. And then and then I would answer something and they would say, don't talk back to me. But I didn't realize I was being. My, if my answer was sarcastic, that was me talking back to them. And so I was like, but you just told me to answer you, and now you tell me not to talk back. Like, make up your mind. And uh, those were, yeah. So I had a smart mouth. So that's something my mom used to tell tell that little story from when I was three years old that she thought was funny. Um, yeah, yeah. Your mom was great with stories. Yeah, yeah. She was, um, she had a lot of stories. I mean, the one, the one I can re- remember uh was uh sitting at the kitchen table and my i was eight years old and my i said something i said something sarcastic something disrespectful or whatever and my dad had enough so my dad went to un undo his belt you know and so 
neither of my parents could run very fast. So what? <laughs> so I I got up and bolted to my bedroom and I climbed out I locked my bedroom door. I climbed out my window and I went into the backyard and I hid behind this massive bush. Now we lived in a um we lived in a uh group of houses that were my dad was a prison chaplain and so we lived right by the prison you could see the prison from our home and there was a block of houses for employees there and everything so um my parents went and began looking for me when they got once they got into my room they saw i climbed out the window so they drove all around the block and it went it got it was starting to get dark and they're really my mom's just a wreck she's crying um and uh and so then they come Your back mom was to the house easy. she was i know right my gosh uh, and uh, so they come back to the house and i i kind of peek around i see that they that my dad's coming into the backyard and he's coming toward the bush and they'd been looking for me for over an hour and so he's coming toward the bush and i thought okay here's what i'm going to do um as he comes the bush i'm gonna go around like when he comes to the back i'll go around and come back and he'll never never mm -hmm. know that i was here and um i didn't anticipate that my mom would be standing over there and so as i kind of snuck around to the other side of the bush my mom she goes because my first name is johnny and she's like johnny and my dad with his thick accent and fury in his voice <laughs> goes Johnny <laughs> and I went mommy and I ran to my mom and she was so relieved that I was okay yeah that I because that in that one hour of time even though her three-year-old was able to play outside uh, unsupervised we were by the prison with now. friends yeah you're by the prison so the bad people are all locked, locked up, up. Yeah. And there's nothing gonna happen to uh, you yeah. they're looking for you for an hour you're a smart kid you know not to go get lost <laughs> right the I alligators are not gonna kill you i went in the back but yard. yeah yeah you <laughs> you knew how to you knew how to do it man oh, good for man. you good for you um, I think uh, I think of the one of the earliest stories that um, was told to me about me going back to actually my great grandparents. So, oh, um, yeah, <clears throat> so my great grandmother was uh, well, my great grandfather. They got married real young. Of course, everybody did back then. And he was a very very um, strong man. He wasn't tall or anything, but he was so strong because he would he had all sorts of jobs, whether it was shoveling coal on trains or he was always working hard laborious jobs he helped build the um hoover dam the hoover dam he helped build an, another dam like he was it was during those years where they lived in like tent communities right. because they would travel around and doing things so didn't he, your dad describe no him as a, one no someone was a hobo he said that was his other grandfather uh -huh. my grandmother's father uh -huh. was a hobo i got it um <clears throat> and so he um Anyways, he was a real mean guy, like real mean, real gruff, very belligerent. Um, and if you know his history and how he grew up and how he was treated and stuff like that, that that's not that, surprising. That's not surprising. That's what happens when people are, are treated that way. So anyways, he marries um, Irma. His name was, what was his name? Was his name? I keep forgetting. It's not Stanley. I think my, Stanley was my grandfather's middle name. I don't remember. Was his first name Joseph? No, that no, was your I just wrote it down the other night, but I don't recall it. All right. Well, you can, you can tell me in a second then, like tell everybody in a second. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so she was a very, very strong woman. And I don't know, she might've been taller than him. I don't remember the exact, but they were at least the same height because she wasn't a small woman. She was taller and she was bigger boned and she was just um a you know a very uh, stocky tall woman okay. anyway so uh as the years went by like the, all the family stories until my great-grandfather got saved and he became <clears throat> this very sweet kind man all the stories about them are pretty um pretty rough you know like the stories of where the, it was during the depression and my great-grandmother had an orange that she was going to give to the baby and somebody ate the orange and they had six kids and somebody ate the orange and and she was like you know who ate the orange and of course none of the kids would fess up none of the kids would fess up so she mixed up a concoction to make them all drink so that they would all throw up 
And then whoever had eaten the orange was going to be punished. Personally, I think just having to drink something that disgusting to make me grow up. It was already punishment. Was a bit, but not to them. Well, they all got that punishment. Right? They all had to drink the stuff. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, and not all of them were guilty. Right. So I feel like that's a big punishment for everybody. Anyway, so she was a very tough, strong uh, woman. Just said it how it was and was unapologetic. So I'm like 18 months old. And apparently I didn't even start walking until I was 18 months. And a lot of people might be like, you didn't start walking until you were 18 months. Well, I was born after seven years of no kids. And they'd been praying and praying and, and praying miscarriages for baby. And and lots of miscarriages. So by the time I was born, they didn't want to put me down. You know, like right. it wasn't like I was just left on my own by the time you have like two and three and four kids. So um, I started walking at 18 months. And so I was walking. And my great-grandparents came over to visit. And at this point, my grandmother is, my great-grandmother is a large woman. And so they said she couldn't get around very well. She had a cane and stuff like that. So she was sitting in this, um, it wasn't a recliner, but it was, it looked like a recliner. We had, we, we actually grew up with this chair. It was burnt orange and um, it rocked. It was like a rocking recliner looking thing, but it didn't recline. Okay. Anyway. So she was sitting in, in that chair and my parents are sitting there and my great granddad is sitting there and they're all talking and my grand, my great grandmother is sitting in the chair and I walk over to her and I just kick her as hard as I can in the shin. And she's like, Rivka, she's like, stop that. And I just, they said, I just kind of looked at her and kind of cocked my head a little bit and like I kicked her again. And she was like, Rivka, no, no ma'am. Do not kick me. And they said I just began to walk around the recliner. I'd get right back to her and I'd kick her again. <laughs> and I'd walk around the recliner and I'd just kick her again because clearly she was not going to be able to get up and do anything. I don't know if I thought it was funny because she was so mad at me. But my parents sat there and thought it was quite comical. Yeah, the laugh. But my if dad they were said, laughing, yeah, they probably they said I like, just oh, would walk around, I just kick her again, and my dad would say, he's like, so you could see the like the old generation, like the the matriarch that goes way back, yeah. and the new generation who's like eighteen <laughs> months old, equally strong, equally strong, just like butting heads right there. Right. So yeah. that that's. That to me is a, a, that's funny, a funny story. story. Yeah, that's cute. That's a funny that's story. Cute. So, all right. Well, I think that's uh, yeah. That's a that's good, good for this podcast. That's a good point for us to wrap it up. All right, everybody. Well, I hope you have a enjoy. Stay your, warm. Stay if you warm, don't live in Arizona. Well, it's, oh, it's a little chilly in Arizona too. Well, for for Arizona yeah, people, of sure. course it is. So, stay warm. Enjoy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but my phone just asked everybody, where does the bathroom in Greek? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, may the Lord bless you and keep you. and May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Shalom, shalom. Have a beautiful day.